Welcome to the Foundations Church Podcast, where we exist to make Jesus famous. We hope this message is life-giving, encouraging, and challenges you in your walk with Christ. Church Podcast. series called living my best life how do you live your best life all of us have seen the hashtags we've seen the social media posts of living my best life and it gets us thinking you know god said that he came that we may have life and have it to the full and so um, how do we live life to its full to its abundance how do we live our best life. Last week we talked about, you know, you got to be able to, you got to be open to receiving correction, instruction, and discipline. If you missed that last week, go back. Um, Talking about humility uh, precedes honor uh, and just really walking that through. But today I want to talk to you about our communication. And today's message is a series in itself. So I'm going to try to go as fast as I can, um, which means you're in for a long ride. Buckle up. But, um, I say communication on purpose because for a lot of us, it's not just about the words we say, but now we've got so many different ways we communicate, right? We communicate through text, we communicate through social media, we communicate through through, uh, email, and we communicate through words. And so uh, how are we at communicating? Because a lot of us, our relationships are directly tied to the health of our communication. If our communication's healthy, most of the time what you will find is your relationships are healthy. And the majority of us, when we made our New Year's resolutions and we said, man, I would like to live my best life in this area, somehow, some way, it included relationships. It included relationships with your kids, relationships with your parents, relationships with your wife, with your spouse, relationships with your boyfriend or girlfriend or your friends or that significant, that you would find that other person and hear me today Your relationships are very much impacted by your communication, your willingness to communicate in a healthy way. And some of us, we've been communicating in a dysfunctional way. And the reason our relationships aren't getting better and the reason that, that, that it seems like there's just distance growing and it's dysfunctional is because there's been a breakdown in our communication and we just kind of keep trudging along and expecting our relationships to change because we just want to do it the way that we've always done it and communicate the way we've always done it. And if anything's going to get better, there's got to be a change. There's got to be a willingness for you and I to change in the way that we're communicating and not communicating the way we're used to, but doing the hard thing and communicating in a new, healthy way. Today, I would like to talk to you about Walmart and being boozled. Walmart and being boozled. Um, 
Proverbs 15 verse 1 says this, a gentle answer deflects anger, but harsh words make tempers flare. A gentle answer deflects anger, but harsh words make tempers flare. July 7, 2016, um, there's a story that starts, article starts with, it started with a diss. While in a checkout line at a Walmart in Gates, New York, two teenage girls hurled insults at a 24-year-old woman standing nearby something about her dress. Their families got involved and the spat swelled to an angry mob of 30, then mayhem. Like I could see this, like your dress, oh no you didn't. And, and so it just goes, right? Video footage, which it's still there um, if you want to see it yourself. Video footage posted to Facebook Show someone toss a large trash can through the air. Like, I'm like, so how did it go from your dress to like that? Like, how did it escalate that quick? Garbage flying onto the floor. It gets better. Brawlers shout and scream and start swinging baseball bats. Taken from the shelves of the sporting good aisle. Like, so they, this is happening at the front of the story store. Somebody had to run to the sporting goods area at the Walmart, right? Like, had to run back there and then run back with some bats. While shoppers with grocery-filled carts gawk at the unrest, people lobbed canned goods at each other. In the background, a food display in the shape of an American flag can be seen appropriate for the Independence Day Eve throwdown. Walmart employees in blue vests can be seen feebly attempting to intervene. A man in a law enforcement uniform enters the fray. At one point, a canned good launched into the air by a 17-year-old girl fell onto the head of a 52-year-old man, leaving a bleeding cut. The teen was charged with second-degree assault, a felony, and second-degree harassment and disorderly conduct. The newspaper reported three other people were arrested. How in the world does that happen, right? How, how does that, it's simple. We go back to our very first verse. A gentle answer deflects anger, but hard words, harsh, harsh words make tempers flare. We see this all the time. We see it at Little League games. We see it at quick trips. We see it wherever we go. We see somebody start mouthing off and it just escalates. And, and somewhere along the line, somewhere along life, our communication's got to get better, right? At, at some point in time, why we may, this hopefully, hopefully this isn't the scenario you find your words and you find your relationships in, but somewhere along the line, some of us, we're dealing with fallout from communication that has been made. And, and if it's going to get better, you and I have to get better. And we've got to understand the weight of our words, We've got to understand the weight of our communication. And so Proverbs chapter 18, verse 21, kind of the basis for the, most of this message says this. The tongue can bring death or life. It's, it's one or the other. Those who talk will reap the consequences. One thing that I've noticed is most of the time our communication, our words don't have a neutral effect. It's an either or. And that's what Solomon's saying. He says the tongue can bring death or it can bring life. It can bring pain or it can bring happiness. And here's the truth of it. Those who love to talk. Some of us, we love to talk, right? Like you never shut up. Like you just love to talk. Your spouse is like, finally, I get to go to sleep. Um, those, those who love to talk will reap 
The consequence. Here's, here's, here's how I would like to break this down. Our first point today is understand this. Your communication brings benefit or consequences. Your communication, my communication, brings benefit or consequences. It benefits others or there's a consequence to others. It benefits your life or it brings, con- you're having to either, you get to either enjoy the peace that your communication's bringing or you have to deal with the chaos that your words created, that that text created, that you read tone. You can never read tone into a text. I say this all the time. It's not in the Bible. This is just wisdom, right? You can't read text into uh, tone into a text because every time, especially if you've had a spat with the person in the past, you're going to be like, oh, no, you didn't. And you're, you're typing back in all caps, right? Um, Hear me, your communication brings benefit or brings, brings consequences. It brings benefit to your relationships, to your opportunities, to your situations, or it brings consequences that now you're having to deal with. Now, now you said something and, and you're having to deal with the fallout of what you said and what you communicate, you sent that email out without rereading it and sitting on it for, and now, now it's out there, right? Now it's out there for permanent. And, and you're like, you can't say you didn't send it because it's sent from you. Like, at least if you say something like, no, I didn't say that. And we'll talk about lying later. But, you know, you, you, you send that email. I mean, it's, it's, Hear me, because if we don't understand this, if we don't own up to this, the rest of this message won't do us any good. Every single one of us, your communication, your words, your text, your emails, your social media is either bringing benefit to you and to others and to your relationships with your spouse, with your kids, with your parents, or it's bringing consequences. So how do you and I, how do we come to a place where we create communication that brings benefit? How do we create communication that brings benefit? Because I don't have to get up here and tell you how to make dysfunctional communication. Like, hey guys, here's how you create communication that brings, you know, consequences. If you say this word at this time, if you do this, if you do that, you know, you're really going to make her mad. Like you, and some of you be like, oh no, no, no. hold my Kool-Aid. Let me show you um, how this really, like how to really make them mad, right? No, 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 no. I don't need to do that. We know how to do that. But some of us, we don't know how to create communication that brings benefit, how to really bring life into our relationships. The first way is this. Understand this. A mouth controlled and shut is better than one wild and open. A mouth controlled and shut. I really like this point. A mouth controlled and shut is better than one wild and open. Let me say a mouth shut saying nothing has a whole lot less regrets than a mouth open saying the wrong thing. A mouth shut saying nothing is way better than a mouth open, going wild, not putting any thought into what they're saying, just letting it fly, let her fly, right? Like, you know people, you see people, you deal with people, you're sitting by a person who just says the wrong thing all the time. Do not elbow them right now. Did you, you, you know people, you're just like, 
grow. Like, you know people who every, it seems like every time they open their mouth, they, they don't just eat their foot, they consume their whole body. You're just like, you are out of control. Like, just, and it's not that they say the wrong thing one time. They just keep saying, they keep digging the ditch, right? You're just like, just stop. Just shut, shut up. Shut up. Shut up, man. Like, you just, you're just like, no, 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 no. Um, hear me. They, 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 they. Get on social media, well, I don't care who doesn't like this. And, and you're just like, oh, dear mercy. Donald Trump, put your, te- put your Twitter account away, right? Um, here, here, listen to what the Bible says. Listen, listen to this. Proverbs 13, 3. Those who control their tongue will have a long life. Opening your mouth can ruin everything. Isn't that great? Like, those who control their tongue will have a long life. Opening your mouth can ruin everything. Teenagers, that may be the best verse for the rest of your teenage years, right? It is better to say nothing than the wrong thing because then it's going to ruin that sleepover. It's going to it can ruin. Proverbs 21, 23, watch your tongue and keep your mouth shut and you will stay out of trouble, right? Proverbs 10, 19, Too much talk leads to sin. Be sensible and keep your mouth shut. It's like Solomon has this common theme, right? (laughs) Like there's something we can learn from this really big. And I love what Josh Billings said. It says, the best time for you to hold your tongue is the time you feel you must say something or bust. The best time for you to hold your tongue is the time you feel you must say something or bust. I'm all about being transparent. I stink at this. Like, I am so, like, like if somebody says something, let's just flesh this out. When I'm home and, and Casey says something or my kids say something and, and, man, I have a disagreement and I know I'm right, right? Like, because that's you, this is what everybody knows they're right, right? Like, they just don't know they're wrong yet. So I'm going to show them how wrong they are by what I know is right. Some people would call it stamping out stupid. Um, so you, you. You just, you feel compelled to enlighten them, right? And you got to say it or they will never know the error of their ways. They will never know how short they've come up. And you say it and what happens? Boom, everything hits a fan. Boom, it's over, right? You shouldn't, and you're just like, why did I say it? Why did I say it? Because you felt like you had to. Here's what Solomon's saying. Shut up, Right? A mouth controlled and shut is way better than a mouth open and wild. Better to say nothing at all than to say something you will regret. And I struggle with this. And let me give you some just tangible advice. One way to just keep your mouth shut is hold your breath. Right? Like swallow the words. There's times where I literally, I do this out loud. There's, we'll be in a discussion because we never fight. We'll be in a discussion and we'll be having, and I'm just like, I'm like, I'm getting ready to say something. I know I shouldn't. And I just go, "Mm, mm, mm, mm." because it hurts, right? I can't tell you, I don't regret, Casey's like, what? What do you want to say? What do you, I'm like, no, no, you will not tempt me, temptress. Like, No. (laughs) I will not. I will not. It's not going to be helpful. This is a consequential thing here. Mm, Right? Here's the deal. 
It, it, I would much rather have it. You've seen kids hold their breath, right? And they hold their breath. And some of you are like, just breathe. Just let it. I'm like, no, let that kid pass out. I would much rather have a toddler pass out than a kid just screaming and saying the wrong thing. Cussing me out. Be like, no, oh, no, we don't have to deal. Like, I'm like, that's a consequence to you, not to me, right? You just passed out on your own because you held your breath. Here's the deal. The only person it hurts to hold their breath and swallow their words is you. It hurts you from feeling vindicated and right. And if you're going to have peace in your communication, at some point, at some time, you're going to have to hold your breath because a mouth shut is way better than a mouth wild and open. The sub-point to this is this. Understand this. Thoughtless words are instantly destructive, but thoughtful and careful words produce healing. Proverbs 15, 28 says, the heart of the godly thinks carefully before speaking. Can that be said of you? The, 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 the heart of the godly thinks carefully before speaking. The mouth of the wicked overflows with evil words. Man, can, can that be said that you think carefully before you speak? Do you, do you think carefully before you speak, are you a thoughtful communicator or an emotional one? Because where we have a tendency to miss this at is we get caught up in the moment and we become an emotional communicator instead of a thoughtful one. Our words are not full of thought, they're full of emotion. And what I have realized to be simply true of your pastor is most of the time, my words are not wise words when they are emotional words. Most of the time when I speak emotional words, there's a bit of regret to it. There, there's, a, there's a bit of regret to it because I haven't taken time to be thoughtful. Our communication should be thoughtful, thoughtfully consistent. It should be consistent. We should be consistent and thoughtful in the words, in the ways that you and I are communicating to everyone our life's in contact with. Parents, this means being thoughtful and encouraging in your communication with your kids. Man, the world tears them down enough. Can I tell you, they don't just need to hear you tell them how much they're screwing up all the time. They need to hear you tell them how much they're doing great and how proud of them you are and how they're owning it. Man, your spouse needs to hear you being thoughtful in your communication to them when they're struggling with doubt and they're stressed out. Are you thoughtfully consistent? Are you an emotional communicator. I, I, I almost call it this. You're a bean-boozled communicator instead of a starburst communicator. I'm getting ready. To, all you people that like, like jelly beans, this will change. These are the best jelly beans in the world. Starburst jelly, I'm telling you, I know Ronald Reagan, um, when he was alive, was like, jelly bellies are the best jelly beans in the world. Um, and he's dead and gone, so his opinion doesn't matter anymore. I'm just playing. Um, some of you are like, wow. Um, can I tell you? I'm, I'm, Every, every bean in this bag, phenomenal. Every bean in the bag, phenomenal. I, I could sell these things. Every bean in the bag, phenomenal. There's another thing called Bean Boozled. And I don't know if you've heard of this. Our FC kids love this game. Every kid loves this game. It's huge. It's going to be huge. Um, they love this game. Um, and they volunteer for it. But, but, but the problem is this. There are different marshmallows that look alike but taste very different. I'll give you an example one of them is there is a rotten egg jelly bean that looks just like a buttered popcorn jelly bean. 
Looks the same, totally different. Let's get a little bit deeper here. Um, a canned dog food jelly bean and a chocolate pudding do- do- jelly bean. A booger jelly bean and a juicy pear, which I'm like, how can you tell the difference? Um, but <laughs> you kind of get the, the, the thing. And, and here's the deal. If I invited you over to my house and say, hey, man, why don't you come over? We'll, we'll, you know, we'll have some jelly beans, which would be really weird to say. And I would never, <laughs> let's have some jelly beans, bro. Um, you know. <laughs> But if I did, okay, let's just, let's just flesh this out. If I did, I promise you, you would want these awaiting you and not these, right? You would want to make sure that whatever you get, it's good and it's consistent instead of, I don't know, I, don't, I, don't, I, don't, I do not want to play this game ever, like ever. And here's what I would tell you. Some of you, your communication is like this. And it's become emotional. And hear me. I love this quote. It says, don't mix your words with your mood. You can change your mood, but you can't take back your words. Don't don't mix your... When you mix your words, when you mix your communication with your mood, it's just like this. And people don't know what you're going to say, how you're going to react, what email they're going to get, what kind of text, what kind of social media post, how you're going to respond, how you're going to reply... Because you're allowing your mood, you're allowing your emotions to dictate your communication. And your words are not thoughtful, your words are emotional. And can, I'm, I'm telling you, when, when you become emotional in your words, when you become thoughtless in your words and you just let it out and you don't keep your mouth shut and you just let it go, they are not a benefit, they are a consequence and they always bring destruction to those around you. They always hurt the relationship of those you love the most. Are your words thoughtful or are they destructive? Proverbs chapter 12 verse 18 says, The words of thoughtless people cut like swords, but the tongue of wise people brings healing. Leads to our second way to have uh, communication that brings benefit is this. Understand, we've got to be better at building others up rather than tearing them down. Better at building others up with our communication and with our words than tearing them down. That our words are wise and they bring healing rather than having cutting words. Proverbs ten thirty two says, The lips of the godly speak helpful words, but the mouth of wicked speaks perverse words. When I read this, I was like, perverse words, what is, what's, what? Okay, let's, let's dive into what perverse means a little bit more. It means this, it means unreasonable, unhelpful, and unsupportive words. Are your words unreasonable, unhelpful, and unsupportive? Because if they are, here, here's, it's saying the mouth of wicked speaks like that. But lips of godly are helpful words. They're they're encouraging. They bring healing. Are your words bringing healing or are they just full of criticism? Are they tearing that person down? Here's what's crazy. Do you speak positively about others or negatively? What's crazy for, for me, most of the time when we catch people talking about others, we catch them talking negatively about others, Right? It'd be, it'd be great, it'd be great, Greg, if this was just something that happened outside of the church, right? But you know, I know, there's been churches split because this group didn't like this group. And so what do we do? We get alone and we're like, hey, did you, Brandon, did you hear about them, bro? 
Like, I, I, can't, I can't imagine, you know, and we, we start tearing down, and then we get caught talking negatively about people and tearing them down instead of building them up. I want to encourage, and I don't, I'm the pastor. If you come and talk bad about people to me, I'm like, shut up, keep moving, like, stop. We're too, we're too, we got too much to do to start being all negative. Here, here's the deal. I don't think we have a problem with this, but I want to encourage you, get caught doing the opposite. Get caught speaking positively about others. That, man, that guy over there, that lady over there, every time I listen to her, she's talking good about somebody. How awesome, how awesome would that be? That's how you and I are supposed to be known. Not talking bad, not tearing down, not ruining people, but that we're being caught building others up, talking good about people. Can I tell you, if you become that, people are going to want to be around you nonstop. You will have no shortage of friends. Your relationship with your kids and your spouse and your parents is going to be amazing because all they are hearing is you communicating life instead of death, is, is communicating benefit to them instead of consequences to them. But here's where a lot of us miss it, is we've gotten a lot better at being sarcastic than we have encouraging. Talk to the guys just for a little bit. Because guys, it's like, you, we, we specialize in this art of sarcasm, right? The better you are, the cooler you are. You're like, man, do not say something sarcastic to them or you're going to leave bloody. Like, you're just like, do not engage, disengage. Hey, you, the word sarcasm can be traced back to a Greek word called sarkeesian, um, which initially meant to tear the flesh like a dog. When you are sarcastic, over and over. Can I tell you, it's literally like tearing the flesh, tearing the spirit over and over and over again. And let's be real for just a moment. Let's be honest here. This is not a message where I'm like, okay, when you leave this place, you don't have to go, well, hi, brother. How are you? I hope you're doing great. Man, that's a great looking shirt. That's so ugly. Uh, man, I just hope you have the blessed day. You're such, a, you're such a good looking guy. Look at you. I didn't even notice that big, huge pimple that needs to be popped. You go out and change the world, buddy. Do it. Do it. I'm not, no, no. Be normal, okay? This is, this is not like, like being like Jesus over six flags right now. I'm just talking about when you're, I don't know what that means, but I heard everybody going, Jesus over six flags. I have no clue what that means. But let me say this, real back to Jesus over six flags, tweet that. Um, anyways, what's your pastor talking about? Anyways, um, if communication, if good, healthy communication, if encouraging communication feels awkward to you, it's been absent from your life too long. Right? If, if encouraging and speaking kind things to your spouse, to your friends, to your kids, to your parents, to your coworkers, to your boss feels awkward, let me tell you what's happened. If you're a lot more comfortable speaking sarcasm than you are encouragement, encouragement has been absent from your life way too long. Ephesians 4.29, don't use foul or abusive language. Let everything you say be good and helpful so that your words will be an encouragement to those who hear them. And here's what I would leave us with today is make sure you communicate the good. Don't just think it. Make sure you communicate the good. 
Don't just think it. Proverbs 10, 21, the words of the godly encourage many, but fools are destroyed by their lack of common sense. Hear, hear me. Most of us, I would say, in this place, think the world of our spouse. Most of us in this place think the world of our kids. Most of us think the world of our parents, of our friends, of our coworkers, of our boss. Maybe not your boss, but you, you're, you know. Um, here's the deal. It does us no good to think good thoughts but not communicate them. Right? It does, it does no good for me to think the world of, of Casey and me not communicate to Casey, girl, I think you are like a fine wine. You just get better with age. Um, I, I just, you're a great mom. You, I don't, you know, just all these. It doesn't do any good for me to think that but not communicate it. Ladies, it does no good for you to, not, to think, you know what? My husband's still pretty attractive and he's still got it. You know what? We need to hear. We, man, you still got it, boy. That a boy. We need... <laughs> Give us that pat. I'll put it out there. I mean, not, not me. That's Casey. That's Casey. Not you. It's Casey. We need that. We need that. It's a whole other proverb that we're talking. Stay away from the adulterous woman. Don't even go down her steps. Um, here's the deal. Parents, we, we said this. Your kids need you to be their biggest fan. It doesn't mean that you're not bringing correction. That's not, that's what we talked about. But man, as you're bringing a correction, you got to bring that encouragement too. They got to hear it from somebody because everybody else is telling them why they stink and why they aren't good enough. For way too long, we have a, a culture that is full of people that have dad issues. And all they're doing is still trying to win the approval of other people and even their dad because all they wanted to hear is I'm proud of you and I love you from their dad. Church, that can't be. That can't be. Your words, my words, if we're going to have healthy relationships, they've got to be encouraging. They've got to be uplifting. They've got to give life. They've got to give benefit instead of consequences. I want to leave you with this scripture. It's found in 1 Peter chapter 3. And really, this scripture is a charge for us. It's a big, like, this is, like, hopefully you write this down, you put it somewhere where you can read. This is your to-do. If you're going to have healthy communication, if your communication is going to change, if you're going to live your best life, this is it. First Peter chapter 3, verse 8 through 11, and I love the message translation. It says this, summing it up, be agreeable, be sympathetic, be loving, be compassionate, be humble. That goes for all of you, no exceptions. No retaliation, I'm gonna read that again, I need that. No retaliation, no sharp-tongued sarcasm, instead, bless. That's your job, that's, that's our job. That's your job, to bless. You'll be a blessing and also get a blessing. Here it is. Whoever wants to embrace life and see the day fill up with good. I love this. I'm like freaking out when I read this in my office. I was like, holy cow. This is, if you want to live your best life right here, like that's exactly what Peter said. If you ever wants to embrace life and see the day fill up with good, here's what you do. Here's it. Here's how, here's it. Here it is. Say nothing evil or hurtful. 
snub evil and cultivate good and run after peace for all your worth. Run after peace with your communication. Live your best life. It doesn't happen easy, but it happens because you're willing to do the hard thing. Let's pray. Lord, we love you and we thank you for today. And God, such a big, such a big message when it comes to our lives, something that literally this affects our everyday life, our communication. It affects, it affects every relationship. It affects every person that is connected with us. And Lord, some of us, we've just blown it. We haven't been thoughtful we haven't been consistent. Our mouth has been out of control. Our communication has been out of control. And Lord, as a result, our communication has brought consequences instead of benefits. But Lord, I, I pray today that we would not just be hearers of your word, that we wouldn't just have the information of your word, but there would be application of it. Because Lord, when we apply the word of God, it transforms our life. Information plus application equals transformation. And so God, I pray that we would be doers of your word as it instructs us to be in James. God, that, that we would do the hard thing. And some of us, that's shutting our mouth. Some of us, it's, it's holding our breath and swallowing our words. It's being thoughtful instead of reckless. It's being thoughtful instead of emotional. Lord, it's not just thinking good thoughts, but it's expressing good thoughts. Lord, I, I, I truly pray, God, that as our hearts, our desires, our dreams is for our relationships to be the best they can be. That God, that wherever we go, that we're being a benefit to those that are around us. God, that is, every single one of us wants that. God, every one of us can have that if we follow what Peter is telling us to do, to bless. That's our job, to bless, not to retaliate, not to be the best at sarcasm, but to be the best at encouraging and blessing others. So Lord, I pray, speak to us and let there be real change in our life and our communication so there can be real change in our relationships. It's in your name I ask, with heads bowed and eyes closed. If you're here today and you say, Justin, I'm here, and I've never accepted Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior, we want to give you a chance to change that. Today, today you may be here, and maybe where you're at isn't where you should be. And somewhere along life, you got off track. Somewhere you just drifted, and, and you know it. And you know there needs to be a change. In just a second, I'm going to count to three. And if either one of those, you, man, you've never accepted Jesus Christ or you just need to recommit your life to him, I'm going to count to three in just a moment. And we're going to lead you in a prayer that's going to change your life. That if you're going to live your best life, you can't live your best life in a wrong relationship with Jesus Christ. It can't be done. But if your best life is going to be a reality, a healthy relationship with Jesus Christ has to be a reality. That's you when I count to three, I just invite you to raise your hand. One, two, three. Is there anyone here today? You say, Justin, that's me. Yeah, there's one, there's two. Is there anyone else? You join these two hands that are lifted. Before we go any further in service, you say, Justin, that's me. Man, there's a change that needs to happen because where I'm at isn't where I should be. 
and you join these two hands that are lifted before we go any further in service. If you raise your hand, if you please repeat this prayer after me and mean it from your heart. Jesus, I come before you today. And I confess that I've sinned and that I've messed up. But I ask for your forgiveness. God, I, I turn away from the life that I was living. And I repent. And I turn to you. And I grab hold of the life you have for me. I ask that your grace and love would enter my life. I confess you, Jesus Christ, to be the Lord and Savior of my life. I'm going to live for you the rest of my days. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Thanks so much for listening to our podcast. If you have any questions, are in need of prayer, or would like to join a connect group, feel free to email me at nicole at foundationschurch.tv. We hope that you enjoyed this message. If you have any questions or want to reach out to us, you can email us at info at foundationschurch.tv or visit our website at foundationschurch.tv.